Hi, I'm Jennifer Carter, and thank you for joining me on a podcast for parents, teachers, and administrators. Today's conversation should be a good one, and I'm sure it's something on your mind. So let's get to it. All right, so thank you so much. I have a very special guest today that I have known since we were in ninth grade. Ninth grade. Ninth grade. I mean, I I have to say I recycle and use my friends for this podcast because I know some amazing people who are doing some cool stuff. So this is my friend, Tom Jones. I knew him back when he was Anthony and like everything back before you were little, you had braces. I got pictures. But (laughs) what you could do, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So basically, I was an undesirable, and now I am. Uh, no. Undesirable. You can claim. I'll that. take that now. I'll <laughs> take that now. Um, first of all, thanks for having me. I I haven't stopped smiling since we started because it's <laughs> it's always amazing to talk to people that you've almost known your entire life or since you started thinking and having independent thought. But it's especially cool, um, you know, to be associated with you and all the things that you're doing. So I'm just happy to be here. I feel like a grown up talking and doing grown-up things. Uh, my name's Tom Jones. Yeah, I've heard every joke about singing, and I actually enjoy them. Uh, I'm an actor, and, among other things, but I go by Thomas Anthony Jones when people don't know me or they might want to give me money. Um, they have a funky British accent. There you go. Really uh, you know what? I haven't been. I haven't been overseas to enjoy that accent. Um, so I want to I want to hear someone say my name like that, and hopefully it won't be like police or law enforcement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> stop, <laughs> Thomas um, Jones. Halt. Yes, I would stop. Oh, yes, sir. Are you intentionally committing crimes for attention? I would never do that. <laughs> but you've caught me, and I wish to turn myself in. <laughs> um. Yeah, but that's that's kind of what I do. But I'm just thrilled to be here. And uh, like I said, I'm acting now and I'm doing a bunch of different things to kind of um, keep myself available to uh, help kids and be a champion for different causes, too. So that's what I'm doing. You're doing something really cool with what would I how would I characterize it like outdoor education or getting kids more active? Can you tell me a little bit about the the organization and you know just tell me a little bit about what you're doing with kids yeah it's you know what i used to uh, I'll, I'll give you the story since we're here um i used to <laughs> like it's a bedtime story hi here, here we go let me <laughs> let me tuck you in oh i see you've got cookies on your pillow we won't mention those until the ants show up um, I used to do a bunch of stuff with some folks at NASA, uh, including Dr. Mae Jemison, uh, who was the first African-American woman in space, and uh, Leland Melvin, who at the time was NASA's Administrator of Education. Um, and my job was to find ways to make science uh, or STEM curriculum uh, more interesting. Um, and uh, I guess to summarize, I was the cheese on the broccoli. You know, kids might not want to eat vegetables, but I was trying to find ways to make it more fun and things like that. So I got to be really involved with NASA. And one, you know, that was, that's amazing. It still is amazing to me because, I mean, it's space and growing up, I always used to love sci-fi and robots and planets and all that stuff. Um, But all that to say, I met a lot of people there and um, uh, a friend of mine, Naomi, 
sent me this email about a month ago and she said, hey, would you be interested in helping out um, with a climate action project? They're looking for volunteers to talk to kids about climate action. You can be uh, a speaker and present something about the environment or some other educational piece and things like that. She said, I think you'd be really great. And I read that and I was panicked because <laughs> I'm not an educator. What, are, what am I going to talk about? And so I wrote her back. I said, Naomi, this sounds great. What, what is this for? And she said, well, it's for Climate Action Day by a man that created his name is Kuhn Timmers. And it's been going on for six years, but it's a program or a webinar that reaches uh, 2.5 million students around the globe, 130 countries. And they spend the day talking to kids about climate change. They go to different classrooms and the kids are tasked with different projects to talk about climate change and show ways that we can reduce our carbon footprint. So I thought, okay, hmm, what can I do? This sounds great. I won't be able to speak from a scientific level because I'm not a scientist, but I can speak from where I am and who I am and what the average person might be able to do. And so I created a video um, talking about uh, the forest fires because as we live in California, I don't know if our viewers know that, and so I went up to some of the places um, that were ravaged by the wildfires and I had my little production crew. And actually, Jenny, it was really, um, you know, even now I, I'm moved by it, but it was just really sad to see all the trees that have been destroyed. And you think about the lives and the animals and the property, all this stuff. And sure, a lot of it could be attributed to maybe uh, arson or separate fires, but it's climate change that affected that. And this, we only have one world. And I think about how much I loved as a kid being outside and running and playing, doing all that stuff. <clears throat> but what if that was taken away from me? And so I thought I can only speak from a place of truth. And so we went there and we videotaped some stuff and we got some stuff by the beach. And I just said, I'm no expert, but opinion and experience counts in terms of climate change. We all can make tiny little steps to improve our environment, whether it's brushing your teeth for five minutes less or turning the water off when you brush your teeth or instead of taking a 30 minute shower, take a 10 minute shower, those tiny little steps, they make a difference when you add up. If you talk, talk about the people just in our country alone, if we did that, how much could we change you know, our resource management and, and affect our resource management? Um, so I thought, okay, I'm gonna do that. So I created this video. <clears throat> And I was nervous, but I thought it was going to be pretty good because they asked everyone, yeah, just use your iPhone and just record a, a one to three minute video. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm, I'm always concerned when I clear my throat. Like in the past, before COVID, you're like, <clears throat> something's in my throat. But now it's like. Is that Corona? No, it's not. Did I touch someone's doorknob? <laughs> what? <laughs> <clears throat> okay, now it's gone. <clears throat> so anyway, I created this video because I was insecure about my position, I was like, I'm not a scientist, so I got this film crew. We had drone shots and I'm climbing this mountain and we're at the beach and we have all these different things. So it was really, really cool and they really liked it. Um, and they said, it's great. In fact, um, we're gonna bump uh, the president of Ireland for your presentation. And I was like, I didn't that's know fantastic. You didn't tell me that? Wow, well, that's I mean, exciting. I, yeah. I mean, it's exciting for us, but I'm sure she's none too happy. Yeah. <laughs> now, she's saying your name in an accent. 
she, but it's not in a nice is. way. <laughs> not in a nice way. It might have some adult consonants on some shows you might hear on HBO after 11.30 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> so it was great, but I got to um, be around these great and uh, influential people. I mean, these are presidents of countries and organizations. Just so you know, that's the garage opening. <laughs> well, we can edit it. Don't worry in. about it. We can edit. Um, Don't edit it. Okay. Okay. Or we can keep it in. No, it's okay. You can keep it in. Hi, Uncle Charles. I'm just doing a little interview <laughs> thing. But, but please do whatever you need to do. This okay. is what happens when we are social distancing, <laughs> physical distancing, and we are in the house with others. Yeah, but see, I like that. To me, it's real. This is what everybody else to do, you know? You Keep know it what? like this. Keep it dirty. Well, you know what? This, this kind of, if you think about it, here we are talking about changes in climate. We know that the roots of this virus started in, in a fish market somewhere among, you know, a whole different species. But because we're entering all these species' habitats, now it, it That's jumps. That's exactly it. Now we're and and I I actually think that really relates to what we're talking about because if nothing else this this pandemic I think we're forgetting to use this as a cautionary tale you know and the fact that yeah. you're you're in a space where that's the result of this this pandemic I think it very much falls in line with exactly what you're talking about so once you move the the Queen of Ireland off of her throne. <laughs> president, the president of, of Ireland, President Robinson. The so way I is, tell the story, she's gonna be the queen of Ireland. And she's the queen of Ireland. <laughs> I know that's so wrong, but I'm not doing social studies, so I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> Cindy, I'm not gonna be able to travel. <laughs> um, but again, all that to say, there are all these world leaders and there were, I think, uh, 16 of us that made some presentations and then there's some other people um, like um, uh, uh, Jane Goodall um, and Sir David Attenborough and I got to present with them and I just feel like I'm just this kid from Cleveland that you know just loves the world as much as everybody else um, but it really lit a fire Jenny just to be around those people and for people that have such influence in that arena to say hey, we appreciate what you did, mm. you know, is there more, what can you do? Um, and so it, it just really inspired me. Um, as, as an actor, I always felt like I wanted to get to a certain point. I mean, listen, I love acting, it's fun, it's great, but I always wanted to use whatever influence I had to do good for others. And I felt like once I can get to a point where, okay, I'm not worried about, you know, bills and other things like that, and I'm well off, I always wanted to go and do something else. Like I wanted to go to Costa Rica for six months. And I think maybe we talked about that, mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to go to Costa Rica for six months and live there and then, you know, spend six months here. Um, but just, I always wanted to give back and do something else, but I felt like I needed to have a name uh, or I needed someone in the world to say, yes, you do this, which means we care about what you say. And it almost seems like God was like, you know, I'll tell you what, if, if you're not all the way there, it's cool. We'll give you a pass. You can come to the party. <clears throat> and so that's what I'm looking to do. Um, I want to get involved with, with more projects like that. And the next one I'm endeavoring to get involved with um, is uh, it's uh, sponsored by the UN. There are 17 different lessons that they want kids to learn. It's the Global Learning Project. 
Um, and that is, that's the world. Um, and I'm thrilled that with our new administration, we'll be rejoining Accords uh, at some point next year. And then that will give us a better foothold um, for me to say, hey, I'm with the United States and we're doing all this other stuff. But I'm looking to travel to different countries as soon as it's safe and actually bridge the gap between the webinar that we saw that lasted nine hours uh, and actually go to classrooms right. uh, in China or in Africa or in Ireland, um, maybe not Ireland, but, <laughs> but <laughs> we're not going to Ireland. Um, but I want to do that just so I can, uh, I want to make it something that's palatable for kids because I, I, I think the webinar started at like three o'clock in the morning, LA time, and it kept going overnight until like, 1045. Wow. And kids go to bed. Listen, I went to bed. I was like, okay, well, they ain't talking to me yet. So <laughs> I'm gonna sit my alarm for 730. Yeah, my clock's over here. I'm gonna sit my alarm for 730. And I'll just get up and start watching. Then kids don't do that. But listen, if we can create a truncated experience, and I can say, look, hi, we're here. And we're doing this. And this is the lesson that we're learning. And the lessons vary from poverty to gender equality to water sanitation and health there are 17 different things and there's so many different things they could do <clears throat> to showcase what kids are learning in classrooms and how it really applies to their lives and how we as adults can say oh you're going to be the future leader here's your world what can we do because i don't think we've been really good stewards of the world and we haven't been exactly responsible um but i'm not here to vilify anybody i just want to help well, here's a here's an interesting thing, right? So, my school, I have a school in San Bernardino, right? Oak Tree yeah. is right on the right at the base of the San Bernardino, San Bernardino forest. And when I tell you, when we first got there, none of our kids had been to the forest. Our favorite pizza place isn't up there. It takes twenty minutes to drive. So it's not like we're talking far, 20 minutes yeah. away, and they'd never been there. So what we did, um, we started, you know, with Earth Day, and we yeah. had um, each class had to do a project. I shouldn't say had to do, but each teacher structured a project that really talked about being good stewards of the planet. So there was discussion of recycling. We started a composting bin. One class built a... Um, raised beds. One class um, grew seedlings to put in the raised bed. And then in the summer, we took a field trip. We took all of our school-age kids up to the mountains, and we had pizza, and we went on a hike. Yeah. When I tell you, when we first got there, they would step on ants and throw, I'm not making this up, <laughs> throw rocks at the birds. And I was like, <laughs> not nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making this up. <laughs> so they would step on ants, throw rocks. <laughs> and, and a lot of it had to do with just not understanding. You know, they were just like, what do you mean we don't step on, on ants and throw? Like, they just rocks did. <laughs> yeah. Hey there. If you've gotten this far into the episode, chances are that you really like what you're listening. I'm going to ask you to press pause and share this particular episode with five people that you think would really enjoy listening to it. I'm also going to ask that you subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And now let's get back to the conversation. Oh. <laughs> 
we, one of the really cool things we did is I met up with someone who grows um, butterflies. And wow. you, yeah, you can um, hire him. He'll, he sells them and you can, like a lot of people will release them at weddings or at funerals or something rather than throw rice or whatever. Cause it's, you know, yeah. obviously it's more environmentally um, sensitive. So we had one class that got a butterfly kit and it had a little um, caterpillar. The caterpillar was eating this stuff and it got bigger and bigger. Then it went into its chrysalis and then it turned into a butterfly. Um, And we timed it for like on Earth Day. We got a giant tent. We put the tent in the center and we had 50 butterflies in this tent. And are you kidding me? Kids and parents, and we, and so kids are, you know, I know it's, it's, it sounds crazy, but, you know, they had this, this apathy about ants and bugs and butterflies, partly because their parents, they, I mean, if you live in the city, you don't interact with that stuff. And if it's in your house, what do you do? If you see a bug in your house, your natural inclination is to kill it, Right. So we had this tent with these butterflies. And when I tell you those things are Earth Day with the projects that we had, when I tell you it completely changed everyone's mind about how they interact with the natural environment, to this day, the kids fuss at me when I don't compost. They say stuff like, we can use this again. They say, well, when we have our play, why don't we recycle? And it just completely, just those small- The same kids. The exact same kids. Wow. So what you're saying about making an impact, right? My point is two things. Kids and parents sometimes don't know, right? Mm -hmm. If you've never been exposed to something, there's actually- I think they call it um, nature deficit disorder. If you've only grown up in a city environment where you have no interaction with the natural world, it's just like going to a foreign country and trying to understand what everyone's saying to you and trying to adjust to driving on the wrong side of the road, right? But with the work you are doing, even though it was a minute and a half, you're presenting this world and saying this is right next door to where we are. And I really love that you went to a place that was devastated by fires because even my kids, you know, even if they haven't been to the forest, they can see that hill on fire. They understand that something is going on up there and it's not great, you know? And then you're making that bridge and connecting it so that it becomes more tangible and it becomes a real life visceral experience for them. So I commend you on bridging that gap and just, you know, that was kind of a long way around to talk about, you know, our responsibility as adults is to just expose kids and their parents, you know, they don't know. And what's really frustrating for me, now I'm gonna get on my soapbox, is that okay? Especially when we're talking about people in communities where there's not a not a lot of financial resources. You're working your regular shift. You're working overtime, and then 
you're like, well, I don't have time to recycle or I don't have money to spend $2 extra for organic vegetables, or I don't have another 45 minutes to drive out of my food desert to a place that sells organic vegetables, Yeah, you know? And so I think the work for us to do is to literally just expose people to make it accessible. If you go on our YouTube channel, um, we have some ideas about how to do a raised bed that you can do on an apartment terrace or an apartment porch, or how you can just put them in plants in little, um, in little cups and have a little window garden. You know, a lot of times people want to do this because everybody knows we're riding on one. This is a one car roller coaster. We all realize that. But if you don't know, how can you do anything about that, you know? And so, again, the work that you're doing and the work that you want to do is so important, especially for people who are, you know, is the, what is, what's the new term? Bio, 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 BIPOC, you know, Black. Yeah. Black, indigenous, people of color, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. BIPOC. I was like, wait. I was like, is this BMOC? Did they misspell this? You guys got the acronym wrong. But yeah. BIPOC. Definitely aging myself. Because you and I do not look like we graduated before the 2000s. In 2007. (laughs) But we did. (laughs) (laughs) So anytime I have a moment like that, I totally blame it on being graduating before 2007. Yes. Especially when you're talking about those communities of folks, you know, I understand like worldwide you want to help people, but Americans are, we consume so much more than the rest of the world. So I think it's more important for us in this country to help people understand the impact, but also give them a pathway that doesn't feel burdensome and that doesn't feel like you're admonishing them for not having choices, you know? Yeah. So that's my soapbox. Put no, my- but, but listen, <clears throat> you bring up a very valid point. I, I think a lot of times when you hear recycle, your knee jerk reaction is how much work is it going to take for me to throw something away? I'm done with it. I, I don't, I don't care. I don't care anymore. I'm, I'm done with it. You guys, you guys throw it away. I'm, I'm just done with it. You don't want to do it. But if we can erase that stigma somehow, and like you said, offer alternatives or shift their paradigm or have them do a paradigm shift so they can see, oh, no, no, it's, it's okay. You can still do the same things, but let's just relearn it. Cause you think you have to do so much like I'm going to compost and I got to throw this in the dirt and what's going to happen and where do I got it? And what, what trash am I separating? And why can't I just throw it all in this? It's a yeah. lot. Yeah. And like you said, if you're worrying about paying the bills or your kids who are failing three classes because online learning is difficult, there are other things like that. You're not thinking about throwing a, a, a seven up bottle away that you had. Cause I got to go to the gas station. I didn't have time to eat. They're not thinking about that. So yeah. I love your idea of, not assigning blame or scolding them or admonishing them. But you also made me think about, okay, I'm thinking, yeah, I want to go and go to all these other places and show people all the other stuff. And I realize that in itself is selfish because 
I'm thinking, oh yeah, I want to travel and be gone. I love being gone. I love traveling, but I live here. Yeah. And so if I live here, I should take care of here. Mm-hmm. And you're right. We we buying money. We buying stuff. We throwing stuff away. We buy too much stuff and we throw that stuff away too. So thank you for for uh, opening my eyes a little bit more and realizing I need to probably take care of home too, mm-hmm. uh, as well. But I love that. Um, that story about the butterflies and this this man that that's that's not, I I want to do that. Well, we want to do that now. We want to have him come. Like we were gonna do it in April, but hashtag COVID. So what? <laughs> Believe it or oh, not, it's outside. What's going on? Yeah, there's there's a pandemic, so we couldn't have people in a 10, 10 by ten tent chasing butterflies. <laughs> that wouldn't have worked. This is probably going to lose your school. So. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't. definitely don't. But I mean, I think there's also other things that we can do that are really quite easy and simple. Um, At Christmas time, rather than buying new toys, we have a tradition um, with Ian and Ron where at Christmas time, before they got anything, they had to separate and put like gently used items and then things that, you know, were no longer any good. So with Ian, when he was little, he would have like toys that were still in good shape and he would make a bag and we would have to donate them somewhere. Not throw oh, them out, that's good. But donate. But donate. Right. And yeah. You know, similarly with clothes, before they got Christmas, you know, once they turned teenagers, they wanted Christmas outfits. You know, it's kind of like if you're bringing a bag of clothes in, you have to take a bag or two and donate it somewhere. And we would try to identify places where it was it wasn't just like a drop off center, somewhere where we could have a little more interaction. Um, And again, then you can see, wait, that's that's a form of recycling. Oh, yeah, that's not so bad because, I I mean, we need the space anyway. You know, while you're while you're clearing things out, then then the only other step is to find somewhere to give it, you know, besides on your front lawn. And so there's little things like that that just really change how you interact with your stuff, you know. Um, like I said, the window garden is something that's super fun. Um, and then just, again, just making everyday choices feel less onerous, you know, like when you're, when you want to recycle or if you want to, um, reduce your carbon footprint, you know, how can you do that? What does that even mean? I would argue that a lot of the parents and families that I have in my schools, you know, their their carbon fr- footprint is pretty little because they just go to work and come home. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, hey, let's oh, be, you're right. <laughs> you know, and so you have that on the other side where you're like, oh, reduce your carbon footprint. And they're like, how much more do you want me to reduce it? You know, Look, just... <laughs> wear the same clothes and never wash them, <laughs> you know, and then report back to me next week. So I think sometimes we have lofty ideas that are not necessarily practical when we make them apply more universally. Yeah. And so maybe that's, maybe those are your lessons, you know, just meeting real people and going through their day and, and offering suggestions on how they can make small changes. 
that actually that would be int- that would actually be a really interesting show because you know listen, we're from Cleveland. I'm trying to go down on Euclid and Kinsman. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and and talk to Bus Gus Pilgrim. Hey man, so what are you doing? Just your carbon footprint. Yeah. <laughs> I may throw the cigarette in the trash. I may not. <laughs> I will make an effort to, to throw this one in the trash while you're here. <laughs> okay, maybe not this one. I'm but then, but the next one. <laughs> no, I, I love what you said. Here's something else I thought about, Jenny, when you talked about Ian and Ron, where you talk about, okay, um, we are uh, taking some of the clothes that we have and giving them to to someone else, especially when you're adding the uh, personal interaction. You're also planting the seed of sharing. And I just realized unwittingly, you're saying, you know what, I don't need this, but someone else should have this rather than I don't need it. I don't care where it goes. And I feel like based on what you said, if more people shared or took ownership of all the stuff we have and were willing to share with those that had less or whatever it was, I'm not using it. Do you want it? I feel like that could change a lot as well. But I, again, to another great idea. I do like if it was like extreme home makeover, if you're walking into someone's house, hey, how can you recycle? That ain't going to happen in this house. <laughs> That's it. You know, it'd be interesting to see how that would work and how people would react, especially when you talk about the kids. Again, the same kids that were killing ants and throwing rocks at birds are are now all uh, co-parenting all these butterflies. Um, Here's an interesting story. So the reason they were throwing rocks at the birds is because we had... I'm not going to be able to say that without you laughing. (laughs) That was ridiculous. We had a nest and so the birds would come and fly into the nest and they were, they didn't know what that was. So one day it was after, it was actually after earth day, one of the little baby birds fell out of the nest onto the, um, um, sidewalk. Cause we have like a little patio area and it wasn't dead. But, you know, it was just at that stage where it was losing those fluffy feathers and getting its real feathers. So it fell, but it didn't die. When I tell you, it was like hands across America. They're like, watch the bird. We have to protect the bird. (laughs) Put your mask on. Put your mask on. Wow. And they were, you That's know, amazing. I hear all this screaming. I'm in the office. I was like, oh, geez, something, what has happened? Oh, my God. With that kind of hysteria, I didn't know what I was going to go into. And I come out and they're like, you have to get a box. We have to save the bird. And I was like, what bird? And they're like, look. And sure enough. So now every year, those same birds, I guess they're the same birds. They come and they, you know, we, we did save the bird. Um, we put it in a shoebox. We put some birds feed in some water. Side note, it did learn to fly and flew around the center and scared the bejesus out of us. But that's another story. (laughs) Kill it. Where are the rocks? Where are the rocks? (laughs) Actually, they were like, where are the butterfly nets? Can we catch it? It was like, no, 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 no. no. You guys know. (laughs) So eventually we we shoot it out and it flew away and it was fine. Um, But. Again, you know, I really think that once you once you imbue that sense of like you said, you know, it's not just about you. It's also about your friend. If you want your friend to have a healthy planet. 
you got to make some changes. If you want this bird to his mom and dad to come back next year and, and chirp and hang out on our, our patio, you have to treat it kindly. And so I think your idea about imbuing that sense of empathy and compassion is definitely, I mean, you can't really have, have sympathy. You, you can't save the world if you don't have sympathy or empathy, right. you know, because if you don't care what, what happens and what happens to your stuff or what your actions are, you know, how are you going <laughs> to make any changes? You know, <laughs> you're not going to throw your cigarette butt on the ground and not care. Yeah. All right, let's go recycle. All right, here we go. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. So is there, wow. how can we see that clip? You know, the one where you dethrone the queen of Ireland. Where can we yeah, see I, it? It's, uh, it's on, it's on their YouTube page, but it's also, I, I can send you a link and I also have it on my little Instagram uh, thing as well, but I will make sure I, I send you the link so you can take a look at that. But I was, I was pretty proud of it. And uh, I, I made up this little acronym called, um, well, it, I basically said, unless we hear each other, we can't change the world. And here was help anyone willing to uh, improve our world. Um, well, that's the H. The E was educate yourself about climate change. The A was assess you know, your life um, and find out ways that you can reduce your carbon footprint. And R is respond, react, do something, take action, and actually get out there and do something. I love that. Thank you. So they did too. Listen, I, I got, uh, I'm sorry, President Robinson, like I, I come up with an acronym and you can, you, you'll be on. Um, but I was really happy with that. And, and like, Jenny, I just felt like I was helping, you know, like a, a, a child would be in the kitchen and you're helping mommy make dinner. Or if you tie your shoe, you did something for your dad, you feel like I helped. And again, I'm nobody in the Mount Olympus of, you know, environmental change and, and people fighting for change on stuff. I felt like I made a difference just because I cared and because I was doing stuff. And so I, I think if someone did something like that, they would feel like they mattered. And, and of course, if you turn your water off, you know, for five seconds or five seconds earlier than you normally would, yeah, you're making a difference, but it doesn't feel the same as if you went to a food bank and it's one thing to say, Oh, I want to help the homeless and yeah, I'll give them food. But until you do that and you see someone's eyes and you see, how grateful they are. I think it changes you. Well, I don't know if it changes everybody, but those events change me and change how I feel like I want to give back. I want to do more. What else can I do? I'm one person. Maybe I can get someone else to help me. Um, but it's just those, those moments um, that really can help uh, change our world, whether it's environmentally, politically, socially. Um, we have to care first. Like you said, we have to care. And if you don't care, it doesn't matter. But we have to care first. Mm. Well, I am here to say that Mount Olympus does not have a VIP route. <laughs> I guess you're it right. It is for everybody to climb. Everybody okay. can do what you're doing. And, yeah. you know, even, even the fact that you've taken this on, that's to extend the metaphor, you know, this Herculean task of really getting people to raise their awareness. I think that's so commendable. And I wouldn't say you were, you're like a little guy among giants. I would say everybody has the potential to be a giant like you are standing among people who just have a bigger audience. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. 
That's just how yeah. I. Let me let me step in front of somebody real quick. Thank you. Front of the picture. <laughs> yeah. No. Thanks, Danny. I, I appreciate that. Um, but I'm I'm really having a lot of fun doing it, and uh, yeah, I just feel fulfilled. You know, I mean, it's hard work, and you're doing research and talking to a bunch of different people and trying to figure out things. You know, amid COVID and all the other stuff, but you almost feel alive. I almost feel like I'm back in school in third grade doing like different science projects and like, oh, let's try this and da, 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 and no, that's not gonna work. Um, so I don't know if it's because I'm starving for uh, interaction with people and getting back to work or some sense of normalcy because you know we've all been away or if it's, I just really love it. But either way, it's been a perfect storm of this is what you can do and uh, this is where you are now to help. So I'm, I'm really loving it. Well, thank you so much for sharing that the work that you're doing and your perspective on how the rest of us can can do what you're doing. And it is really inspiring to know that just thinking of yourself as a little person and realizing that big impact that you can have. I think that that's inspirational for the rest of us because we all think we're little people. So, yeah. So thank you so much for hopping on the podcast with me and joining. And oh, thank you, Jenny. It was fantastic. It, it, it's so great. Like I said, I, there's no, you know, it, it's just wonderful. Like I said, to grow up with somebody and then see who you've become and actually still be a part of your world. And I have to say again, you know, this is, it's an understatement to say I'm so proud. So that's our conversation for today. I hope you found some information that was interesting or a perspective that you hadn't thought of. If you like what you heard, or even if you have some feedback, put a comment in our comment section. Be sure to like our page and make sure that you subscribe so that you can hear when the next video comes out. Thanks so much again for joining us.